0: To the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15 plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's Stary, that's S T A R Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free. and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast gift jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Paul Westerberg. The hack songwriter will write the absolute truth, every single word, whether it makes a great song or not. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Starry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Starry Music Podcast, episode 83. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week on a gorgeous summer day here in the 715 Poco Wisco. Checking my phone constantly, waiting for my new single, Dog Park, to pop up on iTunes. A trivia question about episodes 82, 83, and 84 will be posted on my Facebook page on Tuesday, May 30th, 2017. Answer correctly to be entered into a drawing to win a signed guitar that guest this week, Tim Mahoney, plays live on the podcast. Tim also donated three signed CDs, including the very rare Cities 97 sampler that contains his popular track, Talk to Me. Last week's Geeks Wrap Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. If you're not into live music, great food, etc., at least stop by Pub 42 for the relationship advice given by TK and John. Not sure if it's effective, but sure is entertaining. Thursday, I played the Curtain Jerker set before Nikki Pepper and Sarah Van Velkenberg at Shiner's in Lakeland, Minnesota. Special guest musicians Johnson, Mike McDonough, and Shelley helped keep things fun and rockin' for the folks in attendance. Friday, I played a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin. Pretty slow night with a new restaurant opening next door, but good to get through some classic country tunes from my buddy Scott. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at GPI, a.k.a. Gosnell's Packer Inn in Prairie Farm, Wisconsin. After our duet-themed podcast we recorded before the show, we kept that theme going throughout the night, with Bart and I doing covers of famous duets by artists such as Kenny and Dolly, and, of course, Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale.
1: Upcoming shows.
0: Wednesday, May 17th, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, May 18th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, May 19th, Brian Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, May 20th, Brian Johnson and myself again will be jamming at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. This is part two of three with popular Minnesota singer-songwriter Tim Mahoney. We discuss charity work, the state of the current original music scene, the jump spot on Tim's original song, Lay Down Low, etc. Enjoy the conversation! Mr. Tim Mahoney. Welcome back to the Mark Steri Music Podcast, Part Two.
2: Episode Two.
0: Episode Two, man. We're still here at the Urban Bean.
2: We've in- been here for a week. Yeah. Um, I'm so <laughs> jacked up on coffee, I think I actually pissed myself.
0: <laughs> so, the legendary Tim Mahoney comes back to sit down. Am I, I legendary? I, said, I think so.
2: I think so. <laughs> You're not sure? You're like, you know, I think um, I always say I'm a legend in my own mind.
0: For sure, man. <laughs> so I said, Tim, I was—I wasn't going to record this, but I said, Dude, you're engaged. That what is true. What happened? Hell has froze over. I know. <laughs> what
2: did you say though before? You said something different. Uh. Well, yeah. So I've been for a little bit, but I did this post yesterday and. Um. Yes, the, the comments. Oh, the comments I've gotten, I mean, I, and I'll just tell you some of them that were private messages. I mean, literally from past girls that I've hung out with, you know, uh, hey, oh, does, so does this mean we're not going to be hanging out anymore? <laughs> uh, not that I've been with these girls, with the current girl, I'm just saying. And I've gotten ones that are like, this is... April Fools again, isn't it? And they really are saying it like this is a joke, right? And they, but they're stopping like they really mean this is a joke, right? And I think why do they? Th- you know, I was trying to look at, as a deep way. Why are they doing that? Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was a pretty promiscuous guy, mm-hmm. arguably, um, you know, um, pushed the limit, if you'll say, <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with women and. Uh, and, you know, what, what happened there is that you get older. I know that's what everybody says, but it is true. But also, you, I, I hate to say you meet the right person, but that's really what happened. And the girl, her name's Terry uh, Miller, is, we just like giving back, so that's one of our big things. But, yeah. What's the other comments I've heard? People can go on my page and read the end of an era. I was like, the end of an era? What does that even mean?
0: <laughs> what it reminds me of is when I first met you, like in 2005 or 2006, I remember we were hanging out backstage and I asked you a question, Tim. I go, I go, um, Yo, Tim, how do you know, Tim, how do you make it in this business? And you said to me, you go, make sure the girls all still want to fuck you.
2: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> all right. Do you still believe that? Um, <laughs>
2: That's a good one. That's a good one, Mark. It for you, man. I know. I that sounds like a, definitely a '90s Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I was. Uh, I was ext- I was ext- uh, Yeah. I was overconfident. I definitely had a much bigger ego. Um, sometimes, to a default in the '90s, definitely. I think it even. I won't lie to it could even hurt, it hurt me in some places just because I, I thought it was really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I made a few enemies, but that's what happens. You're young and you get a little bit of success and, and you think you're cool. But I remember I also said write songs for chicks too, you know, write mellow songs. Also, you know, because they're such the big audience, right? You know, but. Um, And that was the appeal then, you know, going back to the live record from last episode, it was like, it was about that. It was about bringing this party crowd and dancing and and, and girls and stuff. And I'm not saying that I'm against that now. It's just that's not really who I am anymore. Um, I really like to write songs that mean something. Um, Some people say, I still get messages on Facebook, I want the old Mahoney back. (laughs) Like... Or just because I'll be posting, like, ballads or slower stuff. And and I understand that to some people, but I'm also, I think, writing the best songs in my life. Um, they're just not the same as they were then. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not going to come out with another rock song, which, of course, right by my side was. But, you know, the latest stuff that I'm doing, like the latest record, Brooklyn, and also this new song, which... I think I'm going to give you to play, actually. Absolutely,
0: that's um, a great. song
2: called "Disappear," which isn't even out yet. Uh, a song that Tom, Tommy Barbarella did strings, and we had an orchestra in, and just about songs that mean something. And uh, that's that's what I've been about, you know.
0: So talking about being a different person than back then when did you start doing all this humanitarian stuff that's what i see mostly now coming yeah. from you you're doing stuff to for benefits you're singing at people's funerals your yeah. um was it the, was it the hockey thing the jabs that kind of kicked this all off or
2: no it's probably before the jablonski thing i mean it, you know it's funny it probably didn't start so conscious it started that it's a genetic thing for sure from my dad to giving back irish You know, but I—it's probably started with you know you do a benefit, you know, and once you start doing more, you get asked to do more. But then I started to realize, you know, I was really getting something out of it. You know, I was getting more out of it than, okay, sure, I'm not getting paid, but I really like doing this. Um, And then it became from different organizations like LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Um, cancer research um, kids. So every couple months I go to Gillette Children's Hospital and play for the kids. Um, I'm going to try to create something on the spot about Gillette Hospital. And let's do a little something like this. I've
1: been coming here every day for 3 months I got so much
2: love here everyone treats me great I just really like I I I get a lot out of it so yes I would say 80% of my posts now <laughs> are about some way you know and, and sometimes I've even got critique which I always can't believe it but someone's like, "Oh, you're looking for PR." I'm like, "I'm not looking for PR to give back. I just like to do it." And if I'm if I'm posting, I think what I'm trying to do is to show other people that maybe to try to get them to give back. And and I know that's that cliché statement from the movie, but the pay it forward thing is something I just believe in fully that if somebody gets an idea to give because I did, I mean that's that that's the whole story of life right there, um, to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. People can see this too. Like I was going through a bunch of your YouTube stuff and previous live shows and whatever. Your whole history is on YouTube on your website and Facebook and stuff. And you look just as there's one when you're playing music for like these little kids. And you're the same reaction and same enthusiasm as you are, like playing it at Sally's back in the Uh late '90s or something. Like you seem to enjoy it just as much.
2: Yeah, I I do. Um, You know, one thing about me, I love. I'm always ad-libbing. I love making up songs. Like when I go to the Gillette what what I'll do is it's different every time sometimes I'll do a focus group sometimes I'll go to different rooms but I'll always make up a little song about each kid and stuff and that's fun Oh it was
1: so beautiful Oh Micaiah Oh Micaiah Oh Micaiah This song's just for you (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, some of the other ones can be bigger things. You know, you talk about cancer research. Um, but then there's ones just like sick people, right, at a VFW, and you play for and you donate items. Uh, then there's been some big funerals that, you know, were publicly big. I, you know, that I, I, I try to always put that I always try to put my name out that I, um, I'm available to do it. I mean, one, going back, probably the biggest, because he was a friend of mine, is Vince Flynn, the famous writer.
0: The key to these books is that uh, the villains are terrorists and the secondary villains are politicians. The other secret to it is that the good guys are the military, the CIA, law enforcement, and most people in America get that. And so I, I do think that Probably more than anything has been the key to my success. Right in a tight thriller. And
2: I played for his, which of course you know he's extremely famous. And but he was a friend of mine from O'Gara's days. Um, we talk about the, you know the the uh, police officer that got shot um, and playing for that. Um, the Jablonski thing, which was a weird connection because I knew the parents and that, really? And and just, yeah, I just knew him from, I don't know, I think another charity event. But it was a very last-minute thing because the, the Fox uh, FSN was like, hey, it's Hockey Day in four days, okay? They do Hockey Day in Minnesota, isn't yeah, that? That's of course. coming up. And he's like, we want to do a, a video montage. Can you write a song? And then we'll do a like, video thing with it. I'm like, uh, okay. Okay.
0: I just watched this like two hours ago.
2: Okay, so now, you know, I always have critiques about my songs. Is it the best song I've ever written? Well, I don't know. I, I like it. It, it. Uh, what I was trying to go for in that song was not make it a ballad, right? Is I have the part that goes na na na, hey, and I was going to do full band, and the idea was to copy that hockey song. You know that hockey song that goes da 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 da, hey, you know. Yeah. They, So I've always said I'm going to record a band version of that because it was the same concept. But uh, the chorus, um, looking down the blue line, um, looking down the blue line, um, trying to remember the lyrics. But you'll hear the lyrics in where I'm going to that basically he's saying it's kind of from his perspective that um, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm just like you. Um, I'm just a little bit, you know, got a little disability, but it's going to be okay. That's kind of really the song.
1: Looking down the blue line from the inside of the forest You think I feel no more I'm here, you're there
0: Are you still in contact with that family?
2: Um, I tweet with uh, Jack periodically. Um, that's probably the extent of it, you know.
0: One thing I think about, about that video as well is that Tim Mahoney is definitely a, a fashion icon, like rock star you know, from when I first have met you and seen you throughout the years. Where'd you get that cool derby in that video, man?
2: What, do I did, what am I wearing in that video?
0: Like a felonious oh, mug. Like, I'm no, what do they call those? Hats,
2: I'm wearing like, I'm hats, ai love clothes. I'm like a chick. I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm shopping constantly. I mean, I never stop shopping.
0: (laughs) That's what I was going to ask. So doing all these charity shows, I would love to do them too, but then how can I make a living? Right. Um, Well,
2: what I try to do now with my business model is I do a lot of private things. And, yeah, they do pay more. I try to, you know, so what's able to afford me is doing some of these private things where you get paid more money. And you're able to do some free things. That's basically about it, you know. And some of these charities, too, I even, you know, work out a deal where, like, hey, I'll do your thing if you get me an event, you know. And, and that happens a lot, like a trade. Like, I can help you out if you help me out, you know. Sure.
0: Um, that's really it. That's um, Do you that's take why care of all I'm, your bookings and all dealing with all this stuff?
2: I mean, I have an agent, and I have a PR guy, but it, that sounds like it's so big and cool. It's not. It's small. It's very lean. My PR guy is super cool. He's out of Nashville. Um, he's just on like a retainer, not very much, but just helps me with press releases stuff. Um, agents, a booking agent, see hello booking. Um, some stuff, just people email me. You know. I again, this is I talk about the 90s Mahoney, where he thought he was so sweet, where I didn't deal with anything, you know, and now I'm like. I'll, I'll talk to somebody and negotiate a deal, I don't, I don't you know what I mean? Yeah. You, I'll meet a, a club owner or call him up or, I don't know, I just, it's just different. I think, um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know?
0: When we're talking about the 90s, 2000s to now, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the Twin Cities music scene since that talk to me heyday to now?
2: I definitely have an opinion about that. Keyword opinions, you know. But is it's pretty tough out there um, if you're an original artist. I mean, you know, back when you said talk to me days. I mean, there was probably ten original bands that could play the caboose and sell it out at about fourteen hundred people. Literally playing fully original. Um, That's not even possible now. Not even close. Now that I could talk more about just overall industry changing, and that's a lot of reasons. But meaning, you know, now if an original band draws, you know, a couple hundred people, like that's really good. Um, That's of course why we see more cover bands. I'm definitely not here to rip on a cover band. People got to make their nut and living. We got great, great handfuls, guys. We got things like Hairball, which are just fun and awesome. We've got other fun ones like. All the way from Hookers and Blow to Red Dot Garage to you know Boogie Wonderland, and I'm never saying that's bad. I just mean that I know what I do, <laughs> and sure I got a few covers, but I play original music. And even for me now, it's it's tougher out there. I can't imagine like starting now and being fully original, even if you're really good. It, it's just not. Yeah, it's just tough. Um, So that's the biggest change, is uh, there's just a lot less original music that's drawing those kind of numbers.
0: Why do you think that is?
2: Well, just the industry changing. I mean, everything from streaming to to YouTube to uh, audiences to... Do
0: you think it's because people's entertainment budget is pretty much sucked up right away? Like, I remember back when we would go at CU before I was even barely moved to the Twin Cities. All we would ever do is go see bands on the weekends. Yeah, that's before we had all our streaming stuff, before you know the internet stuff, for like the big video game stuff, the fancy TV stuff. We had yeah. to go out and do something, you know, and you could have a couple beers and drive around and totally smoke. And do you think that all contributes to it as well? Totally, I think the drinking and driving. I mean, all that stuff. I mean,
2: Uber's helping. I think a little bit because just now that's easy. But
0: um, yeah. I love Uber. I'm out about way more because of Uber.
2: Totally. Um, But yeah, I think all that contributes. Also, you can just access anything so quickly, you know? So it's like, I feel like if we say a name of an artist, you know, by the end of the sentence, I can find out and watch a song and hear a song and get their bio, you know, or before, right? We'd have to go to the store, we get a CD or we go to a show. And um, I think that contributes to it all.
0: And I think the folklore of everything helped. Like, I, I don't know who I was talking to on a podcast. I think maybe it was Mike McDonough from the, the Rubber Soul, another tribute band. Yeah. And we were talking how back in the day you get that CD or a record, and that's like the only photo you had of this person, like right. pre-internet. You had to imagine it all, and you had, to, you had to really go. You had to search out and see them. And like right now you can look up every Prince song on Planet Earth.
2: I can't believe all the pictures that come up when I Google my name. I'm like... Where do they get these from? Like you Google and it's, you, know, you hit images, and I'm like, how do they, I don't even know how they end up there. I mean, where they come from, I don't even, I'm like, why is that picture there? But you can't control it. I mean, that's the other thing too. You, it just is. Um, there, back to the social media, there is some benefit because you can get things out there quickly. But again, because of the saturation, How does it get weeded through? I mean, again, I I always say like this, you know, being really good Having something good or being, you know It's not it's not enough anymore. Yeah (laughs) There's a lot of people that are really good (laughs) Uh, So it's like what else you got? What's the story? What's the angle? What's, you know, everything? I mean, I'm on uh, You know, I probably I listen to music a lot in my car, I'm in there always, and um, I'll just search uh, like iTunes, but by genre, singer-songwriter, and I'll just go deep and just keep hitting, click, play, play, and I can't tell you how many artists I'm finding that I have never even heard, ever, not even a little bit, and I'm like, this is just ridiculously amazing. Um, Or because we're naive that the United States is, is, is the biggest country in the world. And I'll find someone that's a uh, good example, a guy named Gavin James. Um, found him um, just searching. And I'm like, this guy is ridiculous. Uh, Acoustic singer, songwriter. And I tweet to him. I tweet at him. And he actually replied. He goes, thanks, mate. You know, he's in Dublin, Ireland. Well, here I find out he's like top 10 artists in Dublin. You know, like he's huge. And here he played the entry. Um, But again, you're naive. I didn't know that. People I turn them on to, they're like, I didn't know Gavin James. This guy is, uh, arguably, my opinion. I think he's uh, better than Ed Sheeran. You know, and when I say better, I mean he's just—he's very authentic, um, amazing soul. Um, just people can check that out. Gavin James. There's a record called Live at Wayland's Pub, and it's actually Wayland's Pub. It's a big venue. It fits like 1,500 or so. But the guy is just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Again, you just wouldn't know by searching. I mean, that's that is the fun part now. Is you can just wormhole and search and just find all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
0: very cool. One thing I was thinking of was some random stuff to ask you. Uh, thinking of back in the day when I I well, I mean, I really looked up to you, and well, still do, you're my favorite singers, and I'll ask you about influences and all that kind of stuff in a little while, but what song was that when I first saw you guys, must have been at Sally's or something years ago when I was a kid, and you guys had a song, I remember John Wright might have been playing bass with you, and you did a jump in the middle of nowhere. What song was that? <laughs>
2: um, Lay Down Low, and that's on the live, well, it's on the first studio record and then the live record.
0: At what part did you do the jump? Because it wasn't really like it wasn't quite. It's on an it?
2: and. It's on an and. That's why, because it's like. But the, I'm trying to think. Da, 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 da. Again, the whole band would go up and down at the same time. Well, yeah, the whole caboose crowd would do it, you know. Uh, uh, uh. And then we got old and we didn't want to jump anymore. No, I don't know.
0: No, we yeah. evolved. How about you that? Yeah, teach the new kids that Gillette want to jump on that right. song.
2: Who is this person? See, this is the age where we tell laugh about now. It's like when you don't recognize the number. Like, remember, you just said answer. Now I'm like, who is this? <laughs> like, is this I some... don't answer it unless I... <laughs> like, why wouldn't they leave a message and keep calling the same number?
0: I don't know, man.
2: I mean, I was trying to think. I could be a bill thing, but I'm not totally sure.
0: <laughs> if it's local, yeah, let it go through in case it is a bill. If it's from... I, call them,
2: I call them thank you letters. My my fiance I I had some when she first met me and she saw like a mortgage and a credit card thing I go what are those he goes those are thank you letters <laughs> what does that mean I go well they're bills but they're thanking me for their business yes.
0: also <laughs> oh gosh well we're gonna wrap up this episode too you mind sticking around for part three let's do three so. For the story behind the song segment, I'll play the next one. I'll talk about Brooklyn and the new stuff too. But one of my favorite songs of yours—you gave me this this album too when you we were opening for you. It, it's 2006, Stay Leave record. Yeah. The song theme song. Yep. What's the story behind that song?
2: I Wrote it with a guy named Kevin Kadish in in L.A. And when he lived in L.A., he's a songwriter, big time songwriter. Matter of fact, he co-wrote and produced All About the Bass with Megan Trainer
1: because you know i'm all about that bass bad that bass no trouble i'm all about that bass bad that bass no trouble i'm all about that bass bad that bass no trouble i'm all about that bass bad that bass face.
0: yeah it's pretty clear really
2: yep um and we both were having some girl troubles and we were thinking about this party girl and um that's you know you're drop dead, but you're misled because you're ugly on the inside, which is really a harsh statement, you know? But I remember it was being played on uh, that time, 105, and the, that ex-girlfriend that heard it was not happy. But um, It is a
0: harsh song, <laughs> it, isn't it Bitch Out of Water? Yeah.
2: And, and people didn't, because it is so poppy and catchy, they didn't really, you understand, like it, it's pretty harsh, you know, ugly on the inside. Um, you're drop dead, you know, but it's kind of that girl that we all know, maybe a party girl, but we were just kind of in angst at the moment at our exes. So that's where it came from. And uh, yeah, it makes me think of my trips to LA songwriting. When he lived there, he lives in Nashville, but people would always say it sounds so glamorous going to LA to write. I'm like, um, it's not glamorous at all. I get there, go to my hotel and I go to this tiny little shitty apartment and we write songs. And then I leave. <laughs>
0: huh. How, that's, that song has held up over the years. You still play that one, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great song. Um, that's available at uh, Tim Mahoney's 2006 Stay, Leave record uh, theme song. Tim Mahoney, thanks for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Tune in next week for part three of the Tim it. Mahoney Trilogy. I love you guys. <laughs> tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times and the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time.
1: You're looking at yourself in the mirror. Seems like that's all you're about. You're acting like a bitch out of water You still haven't figured it out And what a waste of a pretty face I can see right through you So You're Nobody wants you around You're thinking you're the queen of the nightlife You're just a drunk on the town And what a waste of a pretty face I can see right through you Oh no Cause you dropped trapped in Cause you're misled. Cause you're ugly on the inside Cocaine. Okay. Maybe this could be a theme song Maybe this could be a theme song